Hey, welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. Give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcast. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to follow us uh, on social media, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all that. You know where it is. And uh, check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com. We have 20% off site-wide on all T-shirts and hats until December 15th. So you still have time. Jump in and get some of these brand-new hats. No, this is Podcast Land, so you can't see us, but Andy and I are rocking these right now. Now, uh, brand fly. new. We do pretty fly for a couple white guys, but oh, mine's we, uh, go get it. <laughs> Kyle didn't get the memo about the new merch for the company, but anyways, um, <laughs> we we got the brand new logo uh, on the Yupong hats. Came out pretty sick, so definitely get them while you can get them twenty percent off. All right, fellas, it's end of the year time. Album of the year talk amongst the country and coal cans crowd. Um, we had a lot of good records this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that I forgot even some of these came out. Dude, yeah. yeah. I was kind of in the same boat when I was doing a little bit of like research for which ones I wanted to include on my And my list has changed a good bit uh, over the last like few hours. But I, there were so many albums that I listened to a lot throughout the year. But, you know, a year is a long time. Like, like you said, I had just forgotten that some of them came out this album cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have um, a, go ahead. One of that, one of the ones that moved, well, it actually demoted one out of my top five was one that I forgot that it completely came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a, a, a top five album. And you can't even believe it, I forgot that it came out. Sure, good. March is a long time ago. I went yeah, to my, uh, oh, wait, I might know what this one is. Maybe. You have to stick around and find out. I know a March one. I got a March one, too. Mm-hmm. And we might, might, might be the same. It might be. I have a sinking feeling we're probably going to have the same album at number one. Yeah, well, I'd mentioned yeah. on that, but so well, that kind of might be a given on that one. Yeah, well, I had uh, I had uh, mentioned to you the other day about when we did this podcast, just having our our album of the year not named American Heartbreak because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just going to spoiler alert. Damn, yeah, Kyle. Well, well, <laughs> you know it. Uh, I put that one in last. Color me shocked if uh, y'all didn't have that one on your bingo card for album of the year. Yeah, it, it definitely is probably somewhere in, in the mix for all of us. But uh, let's jump into some honorable mentions before we get into our top five each. And a lot of times, like for parameters for those listening, if you haven't heard us do an, uh, an album of the year show, we tend to stick with that. We like to say it's our favorite records because sometimes I like an album that objectively maybe isn't the best album of the year or isn't what it would be in the top five best artistically or from a songwriter perspective. So I like to go with a little bit more subjective term with it. Like just what is our personal favorites, the things we were listening to the most things we kind of connect it with. Um, but you know, let's open it up for some honorable mentions. Cause like I said, there were a lot of good albums that I was listening to a lot this year that I had about three or four that I wanted to put in my top five, but I just didn't have space for it. Um, yeah, Andy, if you want to kick off with an honorable mention. Yeah, I'll start with, I, I'm going to somewhat say this one may be on a technicality is that I'm going to go with summertime blues because it's, it's listed as an EP though. It is nine songs and 
meets, in my opinion, the minimum classification for an album. But since Zach Bryan listed it as an EP, therefore it is not an album, so it cannot make the list. That's fair. I I didn't include that either. It was not because I didn't like it. It was one of my favorite releases of the year. It's because he classified as an EP. That's been my my rule, too. Yeah, it's a technicality. We don't make rules. Spotify does. Exact. Well, the artist does. Or Zach Bryan does. Somebody yeah, made Zach the rules. Bryan made the rule there. Uh, but Kyle, do you, what, what's an honorable mention for you? Uh, Mr. Saturday Night by John Party. Mm, yeah, that is a very, very good album. Yep. Uh, I really love the Rain Check song on that song, on that album. Uh, fantastic sad song. I know that uh, your favorite song on the album was Reverse Cowgirl, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, I believe I hated that song. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I hated it. But if you're curious about that debate, go and check out the episode where we reviewed Mr. Saturday Night. (laughs) We had a lively debate about whether or not Reverse Cowgirl is a good song or not. Mm -hmm. I think I said it was just too direct. (laughs) That that is a a very good album. That was one of my honorable mentions as well. Mm -hmm. And I think he will. I was going to say, I think my other honorable mention, I think might actually be in your top five. I'm curious to see. So yeah, one of one of my first honorable mentions I'm going to mention is um, uh, definitely is "Bad Days Better" by Adam Hood. Uh, we we had Adam Hood on as a guest, and we had an advanced listen of this record. Fantastic album all the way through. Very good songwriting. I love the grooviness about it. So that's definitely one everybody should check out. That I really wanted to put it in my top five, but it just barely missed the cut. So I had to mention it as an honorable mention. Andy, you got any more honorable mentions? No, I'm I'm down to five. Uh, well, that was one of my honorable mentions. Um, but the other one I would like to give is uh, "Fortune Favors the Bold" by Forty Nine Winchester. Yeah, that was an honorable mention for me. I didn't yeah. know if you would have that in your top five, Logan. I was, I was curious. We shall see. We shall I'll see. I'll retweet. I'll retweet that honorable mention. Mm-hmm. This that was I a did, band I that just came out of album. nowhere. Came out of nowhere for me. I really enjoyed that album. So, yeah, so I've got <clears throat> two more that I do want to mention. Um, one is Raised by Haley Witters, another one that I really, really like that just barely missed the cut. And the other one that, you know, I, I might catch some flack from some of the more um, roots minded Americana side of, of the fan base, but is uh, El Paso, Co Wetzel, was an album that I listened to a lot this year that I really like that I, I just didn't have it quite in my top five. But um, but yeah, like I said, there was a lot of really good records that I think a couple of mine in my top five might surprise y'all. Mm-hmm. I know one at least for sure will. But um, but yeah, uh, a lot of good albums this year. So those are some honorable mentions we had. So let's jump in. Starting at five, we'll go round table after um, everybody do five, then everybody do four, and so on and so forth. Um. Kyle, if you want to kick things off, what's your uh, number five record on your favorite albums of the year? My number five is uh, by Mr. Coetzo himself. It's El Paso. Uh, I listened to this album an absurd amount. Um, and f- one thing that has I've noticed about the previous two co-albums is I'm not as high on them when we initially reviewed the album. But the more and more I listen to it, the more and more I like certain songs. Um, I believe, I, like, I believe when um, what was the album that had uh, "Cold and Alone" on it? It's blanking me. The one before this one, I wasn't very high. Sell on out. Cold. Yeah, sell out. 
I wasn't very high on Colton alone. Now I love that song. Uh, I wasn't very high on Sad Song on this album, but I absolutely love it. So the whole album has just grown exponentially on me since it came out a few months ago. Um, I think it was September, maybe August. But that's uh, that's my fifth best album, fifth favorite album of the year. It's a good album choice. Like I said, an honorable mention for me, and I played the shit out of that one too. Yeah, um, I've played the hell out of this album. Yeah, I wish you could have made it to Coe's concert because that was a lot of fun. Andy can can confirm that was his big concert return since Andy COVID confirmed. had happened. Very different vibe at Red Hat versus at the amphitheater versus the uh, little venue we saw him in the past. But Andy, what's uh, number five for you? Well, I think Kyle's number five is is trash for number five. I like my number five a lot better, which is El Paso by Co Wetzel. (laughs) (laughs) You're taking me on a wild ride there. I was wondering, where are we going with this? (laughs) And I've just realized, how do you spell Wetzel? Because I've got this misspelled. This doesn't look right. W-E-T-Z-E-L. I got the L and the E backwards. <laughs> I knew something was wrong with that. The, uh, oh, okay. It, I think part, I've noticed there's another album on this list. Is I didn't have super high expectations for this album because I wasn't I wasn't as big on Sellout and Harold Salt High as the previous. And some of the lead singles were, I wasn't huge on coming into the album, but the album far exceeded my expectations and the only thing that really keeps it from being like up there with my favorite Coetzel albums is just certain songs I just I liked I wish you could have done a little mix matching with songs and just for my personal preference but it's it is one of my favorite Coetzel albums it was a very pleasant surprise for me yeah I remember you mentioning that that this one kind of ranked above a couple of the uh, in, of his last like two or three releases, this one was kind of like one of your more favorites. Yeah, this is probably my number three on Coetzel albums, and it's a happy three, not a. I guess it's three. It's a it's a happy three. Now, yeah. uh, so number five for me is Tejano Punk Boys by Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Um, I played this album a lot. Um, this is probably the only one that's more on the rock side in my top five. I think the rest of them are pretty country. Uh, but this one was not one that a, I've always been a Geo and the Guns fan, but I would I wasn't expecting them with their release to make my top five this year. But this one did between bangers with Overrated and Ramon Ayala to songs like Calling You Tonight and The Letter. Like this song had a, you know, the emotional, emotional roller coaster and a lot of themes that he uh, dived into um, in his songwriting that I, I really connected with. And then I, um, I really kind of like that, that kind of like uh, pop punk influence on it, too. So, um, yeah, Tejano Punk Boys, Giovanni and the, and the Hired Guns is uh, number five for me. Well, um, I'm going to just retweet everything you said and insert that into my number four spot, Tejano Punk Boys. I love rock music. And this is this album just falls into many a playlist that I would have listened to borderline busting my speakers in my Toyota Corolla on the way to high school in like 2010. And I just love everything about this album. It's done so well. It's a modern twist on a not old, but uh a rapidly becoming old 
uh, yeah. type of music. So happy somebody's doing it right. Yeah. Well, I had I had it ranked a little higher, but since we're sticking with the trend, I'll just go ahead and do move it to four. Make it. I'll go again on Tejano Punk Boys. I'm glad I listened. You and me came up in my uh, release radar. And the first, when I first started, I was like, it's pretty good. And then, like, I played it again. Like, the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. And then, like, an hour later, I found out the whole album came out. And then it was just all rise from there. And the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Because it's still very, I guess it's, what, a month old now, maybe? Something Mm -hmm. like that. So it's still still on the rise. It's all rise. Whatever the, uh, that Barney Stinson album is. All rise. And it has some of the most hilarious music videos I've ever seen. It does. That is not uh, unfactual. No, they are just hilarious. Um, Whoever, I don't know if it's Geo or if if it's their their label doing their music videos, but they do do a great job, man. They're super entertaining. What's the stripper's name? Candy? Yeah. Is that it? I, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that was it. Yeah, she's like 75 years old. <laughs> R.I.P. R- 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 Candy. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Candy. And that kid's like, I don't even think, he doesn't even look 18. He doesn't even look like he's even old enough to no, be in the strip club. No, looks like he's old enough to be working there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's just in love with her. Uh, that joke is hilarious, man. So. So number four for me um, is, this is one I think probably will surprise y'all. But it's uh, Jacob Stelly's record he released this this past year um, called uh, Moondog. This one was one that crept up on me. I remember listening to it probably a week or two after it came out. And then it slowly just got into my rotation more and more because I, I am an album listener. Do I listen to playlists like every other millennial and Gen Zer? Yes. But I still love to, to just crank down on an album and listen to only that album. This one was one that's been in my rotation a lot. Uh, and probably a lot more than I even realized until I kind of got to sitting down and thinking about and going through the stuff that I've been listening to. But he, I, I really like his sound. <clears throat> it's not that different um, with the way he phrases things from like uh, Parker McCollum and his duet with Slade Coulter burnout's fantastic. Sweet Irene is good, but um, there's kind of more of an up tempo kind of F you kind of song um, about the end of a relationship with get busy being like, yeah, it was like, you get busy living your life and I'll get busy living mine. But the one that I want to point out that I really, really uh, connected with was, um, uh, just missed it. No one's home. And it's about like writing songs that, uh, no one's ever going to hear. Uh, and like saying like, I think the hook of the song was something to the effect of, uh, what do you think of the songs that I play when, uh, no one else is around? And that song is one that I, I highly recommend. It. Um, if you're going to listen to this album, uh, check that one out as well. It's one of the more like album cut kind of uh, sounding songs on, on this record. But Moondog by Jacob Stelly came out in October. Um, is definitely a very good record. It was number four for me. I like everything I've heard off of that so far. I haven't listened to the whole thing or nowhere close to the whole thing yet. I don't even know if I've listened to it. Oops. Was Sweet Irene a single? Oops. It was a single. It was one of the singles okay. that was released in promotion yeah. for the album. Oh, I think I've I heard, heard that. I, yeah, I, was, I didn't know that was I've on that it. album thing you said. I was like, I, I know that song. I, I've heard Burnout. Mm-hmm. Well, my third song 
is um not song album uh is um by a guy I was fairly late to. I think uh Logan you mentioned him mentioned him to me uh sometime last year. And uh he dropped an album. I believe this one was in March. Um I could be wrong. But it's uh what I wish radio country sounded like. And that is uh Shot Glass by Randall King. Oh wow. I didn't realize that was gonna make the list. Oh, I got this a different album. March one. My March one's different. This album is so good. Uh so I'm out, yeah, it's so good. I just it takes me he has a nineties sound to him, nineties, early two thousand sound to him that not a lot of people have anymore. And he you know, the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, you know, he, he just goes right into what works. So I love that. He, yeah. he just mimics the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, he definitely uh, has a that neo-traditional kind of sound that was real popular then. And he does it very, very well. And he has a good a good bit of honky tonk mixed in the boot. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with some Randall King. No, yeah, yeah. Top to bottom, phenomenal album. Andy, number three. All right. What was my four then got bumped to three is, is Bad Days Better by Adam Hood. This The whole album just has a groove to it. It is just a pleasant listen from start to finish, and it just it flows, it grooves. As we said, it is just good, simple country music, and it is it's just it's groovy, man. <laughs> it's a very groovy record. I, I, I love how that we can say that about this album and it be completely accurate because you listen to that album and it's, it is very much a jam sonically. If you haven't heard bad days, better by Adam hood. Got to check that out. The album and the song and the song can't go wrong with either. So Kyle, is it your turn for number three? No, I just went, it should be your turn. It's yours. Uh, so if this is one that jumped in there that I completely forgotten about. Um, but it's what else can she do by Caitlin Butts? Mm. Um, this is going to definitely have one or two songs that are in the running for my, my uh, favorite songs of the year list. Um, but I love Jackson. Jackson is just a, a fantastic song. It's kind of like taking a, a similar uh, um, kind of a callback to, you know, the Johnny Cash and Carter Cash song but also put a different spin a different story on it and then one song that i think that is absolutely amazing on this is bored if i don't hearing a song like this from the female perspective is very fresh and interesting where you know the she's saying like as the narrator of the song that she she kind of has to go out and uh, either outright cheat or almost cheat just because even though her significant other is honest as the day is long because she's and she's damned if she does, but she's bored if she doesn't. Um, I I really really think that song's very very well written. But the songwriting on this this uh, album is top tier, and her voice is fantastic on it as well. Um, Andy isn't a fan of albums that are seven songs long, but the, by the criteria we used for the Zach Bryan ruling that he called it an EP, so it's an EP. She calls this an album, so it classifies as an album in my book. And therefore, it is my number three most favorite album of 2022. I didn't even think to look for this. I just assumed I never even looked at the classification. I just assumed it was an EP from this may have made my top five as well. Had I even thought about it being an album in 
Picking the pines is similar to what you just said. Is uh you know sort of played off of where did you sleep last night? Made famous by Nirvana. I don't actually know who wrote that song. I know it wasn't Nirvana. The way that she kind of flipped some of that around, she killed that song. And I thought that where did that obviously the the what's that MTV Unplugged version of that is iconic, and she fully lived up to what the expectations are for that. The uh, that's the Nirvana MTV Unplugged is one of the best I've ever heard. Them and Alice yeah, in th- Chains, their MTV unplugs were very, very good. Yeah, yeah isn't I that? Th- oh, okay. Go ahead. Isn't that one the one where Kurt Cobain got super upset because we found out people are charging for his concert tickets? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's what it is. Sounds like yeah. something he would do. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, uh, number two. So uh, mine is a uh, another uh, March album. Um, and it was by a girl for the second year in a row. We've had a girl just come out and knock an album out of the, out of the water. And that is, uh, Miss Haley Witters and Raised. This album slaps so hard. It's got a appearance by American Aquarium. Um, BJ doing mainstream stuff, you know, kind of, kind of funny, but he does a good job on, uh, Mid Love America. Uh, and it's got neon on it, which, it's probably my favorite song this year. It is so good. It's a sad song. You know, we always say sad songs make us happy. And I like it just because it's from a different perspective. So uh, congratulations to Miss Witters. You, um, I'm sorry you ran into the juggernaut that was um, Zach Bryan. But, you know, any other year, you probably would have been my favorite album of the year. So she comes in second. Well, I've got a... Another March album that I kind of thought Kyle was going to pick. This one may come as a shot to y'all, but it's it's Flower Shops by Ernest. I did not have high. I really didn't like much of anything Ernest did before this album. So I had low expectations, and this just blew it out of the water. My uh my rap little playlist thing is littered with this album. The more I listen to this, still even now because this came out all the way back. The more I like it, this just, it has just got a sound to it that is just, I really dig the sound of this whole album. He killed it. Is it, is Caitlin Butts on that album? No. Is she, no, she does not. Okay. She's not remember. on there in this album, no. Okay. I could be, oh yeah. I couldn't remember. Only Morgan Wallen is the only feature on this album. Okay. Yeah, on Flower Shops. But that was an album, Andy, that I had forgotten until you just said it right then. Because I actually really, especially coming from the mainstream, um, like I really liked that album. It it it, le- it leans a little bit pop country, right? But um, I thought that it was a well done album. It was well written in a lot of, for most of it. And um, Ernest is a guy that I find interesting uh, as an artist and as a podcast host. But um, I, I definitely think that's a, that's a good selection. Mixing it up with some some mainstream stuff in there, but number two for me, and I I a hundred percent will say if it wasn't for my number one record just being what it was, this would have been far and away the number one most favorite record for me of twenty twenty two, and that's Fortune Favors the Bowl by Forty Nine Winchester. Love some Forty Nine Winchester. Uh, the lead singer's voice is just uh, f- fan fucking tastic. Um, I, I love kind of the, the soul 
soulfulness, like in his vocal, but the songwriting is also really good too. Um, it, it, you can't go wrong with any of their past records as well, but like Second Chance, uh, Damn Darling, Russell County Line, and then Annabelle, Andy, you know what? That opening with the harmonies is growing on me, man. It's growing on me. I didn't love it when I first heard it, but I'm kind of coming around to your way of thinking on it. Uh, 49 Winchester put out an absolute uh, wagon of a record this year. And anybody who hasn't listened to 49 Winchester, you are missing out because they, they actually just had their, I think it was their TV debut on Kelly Clarkson show recently. Um, it's a band out of, I think it's Southwest Virginia. And uh, they they definitely, they're going to be one of those bands to watch because I think they're on the way to blowing up right now. But 49 Winchester is fantastic and Fortune Favors Bowl with a great, great record. Uh, it's easily number two for me. Which brings us to number one, the number one favorite record of the country, Cole Cans crew here of 2022. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be unanimous. Uh, Kyle, if you want to start it off. Yeah. Um, our favorite album of the year is um, by the guy that sings the Applebee's song. No, it's not. It's uh, <laughs> Walker Hayes. Walker favorite Hayes. record of the year. Yeah, it's uh, no, not at all. Uh, it's uh it's Zach Bryan American Heart uh, Heartbreak. And this the first time I listened to this album, I was like mentally exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> it took so much to listen to it because one, it's two hours long, which is just absurd. Uh but there is not I said there's probably one just not very deep song, but the rest of them are incredibly deep and they're also well written. And there's just a, not even a short story. I mean, it's like a book in some of his songs and it takes, it's, it takes a while to listen and truly understand how good a songwriter he is. It's it's almost unfair. And the fact that he's just, I don't want to say shitting out songs, but I mean, he's just shitting out songs, but they're all really good. And it's just an unreal clip. The, I mean, he the must proper way of saying that is he's a prolific songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, going to say he uh, shits gold and he's got diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I like Andy's way better. Yeah, Andy's way better. <laughs> and it has probably one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. And she's all right. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the saddest the saddest songs I've ever heard, man. With the voicemail from his mom at God um, it, on the end of that song, that, dude. Yeah, that that's that that song, the first time I listened to it, sent a cold shiver down my spine. I was like, I don't I need to I feel like I need to go talk to somebody. <laughs> that was so sad, but so good. And dude, uh, go ahead. No, I mean I was just saying that I've never heard the song that sad before. <laughs> And it's so good. It's I think it's unanimous for all of us. But, dude, I'm with you. American Heartbreak definitely is it for me. And it's not even really like the only one that even could have been in the same ballpark this year. What for me was the 49 Winchester record. But American Heartbreak just was far and away uh, the the number one. I mean, you, you just have anything and everything you want on this from old school strip back Zach Bryan with the uh, album opener in late July. That one I, I seem to have played a million times this year. Um, then like, I, it's impossible to go through all 34 songs and be like, Oh, this one's good. This one's good. But I mean, it's just like some, the ones that I tend to gravitate towards, it's been on rotation. Like when the album came out, I had a select of like five that were my favorite. 
then it's changed since then at least four or five different times on which ones I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards, but he's got up tempo. He's got more accessible stuff like the outskirts. And then I just, sometimes he's such a phenomenal songwriter. Like I'm, I'm finding certain way that he phrases things and lines that I, after on the, like the 40th time that I've listened to a song that I, I didn't pick up on, on the first 39 times I listened to it. Um, hell of a record. And then I love the album title and the album art because it has the the album title and the aesthetics of the album art just have this kind of like classic American record kind of thing where I think this mm-hmm. album is going to be one that kind of stands up the test of time and will be one of those career records that people talk about 35 years from now. Um, that's how I have a pedestal. I put this album on. And just to kind of get back to what you just said, it had such a big impact. I, we, I think we all think that Wallen's little EP, he kind of ripped the album hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I thought it, that too. Yeah, I mean, I, I never prove it, but I mean, it looks like he kind of ripped it. So, I mean, you know, you've got to mimic the best, right? Wallen's trying to imitate Zach Bryan. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, hey. I think what makes, for me, one of the hardest things to listen to this album is Zach Bryan is one of the the, I would say probably the few people when I start listening to songs, I tend to start thinking about myself and then just quit listening to the song. Turnpike had that same effect. I, I would find myself drifting off into my own thoughts. For some reason, it sparked something in my head that makes me think about myself. And then I just quit listening to the song and I have to keep coming back and coming back. And it just, I mean, it's something I like about that. It's thought provoking. And that's where, you know, an artist is you know, they're a tier higher than, than most of the folks out there is because they'll, they'll have just a, a a throwaway line and a song that just will get you thinking about something and you get lost in it. So I know exactly what you mean on that. I I did that today. I actually did that today, Andy. I was listening to work with one of my, um, uh, AirPods in and it was poems and closing time. And I think I had to restart it four times because that kept happening to me over like one part of the song just kept, I kept, checking out on the song because that line got was thought provoking, got me thinking about something. What makes like Tisha Mingo's one of the standout tracks for me on this is because that, that song does that for me. And that's also to me, that's what the song's also about. And it's just something about it. It's like, you're, you're going almost down the same path as he is in the song, like with yourself. It's some weird little thing. Yeah. I, and I think it's, you know, speaks to the incredible talent that, Zach Bryan has always been talented, right? Like if you listen to his older music, it it was good, and the songwriting was good, um, and sometimes verged on on having some great lines and songs. But you can tell he's gotten better with the most two recent um, releases with the thirty four song album and the nine song EP than he was even in his beginning part of his career. Because we all talked about the we didn't we weren't fully in on Zach Bryan at the beginning. I didn't totally get it, um, but seeing him in concert and then these re- record releases that came out over this past year changed the game for me with Zach Bryan. Now I'm all in. He's yeah. arguably one of my top three favorite artists right now. I would say I showed up at a very convenient time because the first, the first song that I I'd heard him in, in passing, the first song I really listened to is when from Austin came out, which is like the mm-hmm. very beginning of the year. And I was, what a, what a time to jump on this train. Yep. That's, that was one of my first uh, Sad Boy Summer picks. 
February 25th. Another sad song. I also want to shout out If She Wants a Cowboy. That song is funny as hell. Yeah. Especially when you put the auto-tune on towards the yeah. end. Talking and my, about Nashville. Yeah, and my favorite part is at the end when you can hear it. It's just like, that's it. Throw it on the damn radio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that song is just funny as hell, man. I, I was laughing the whole time I heard that song. And it's it's not like, it's it's a self-aware song. And I think, you know, I, I just, I admire a little bit of humor. And it's done in a very clever way. Yeah, and he that's another thing that with American Heartbreak, he's got everything from heartbreak, speaking to the American experience, and even humor. Like, I mean, yeah. he's got everything on this record. I mean, it's hard to have a 34-song album that doesn't have a ton of filler, but he he pulled it off this year, and it, it's crazy to say that a song, a album with 34 tracks is our favorite number one record of the year, but, you know, Zach Bryan mm-hmm. pulled it off, and I'm not sure there are many people out there that could have done that. It's crazy too, like when I see like videos on Instagram or stuff, and they'll have Zach Bryan like music on their videos. It's crazy to me that how many different songs off of this album I see. It's not just you know the most popular, which I'm guessing is something in the orange. It's all like the album cuts and everything. That's crazy to me. I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that before. No. Yeah, uh, same here. And like his music's popping up everywhere. Because just the other night, Kyle was before you got. I was back home in our hometown, and uh, Classic Art Carter and Kyle and me all went and got dinner at Logan's Roadhouse, where I I missed back in the day when you could throw peanuts on the floor. R.I.P. to that. COVID killed that. But oh yeah, I forgot they did that. Yeah, dude, that was my favorite part of going there as a kid. But um, but the, the Kyle, the songs they were playing before you got there, they played Wilder Days by Morgan Wade and Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan, and I was like mm-hmm. six, seven years ago this wouldn't have happened at a restaurant and run at Rapids, but now, you know, th- this music's breaking through and it's, you know, it, it's kind of cool to see because well, this was stuff. Andy can tell you, this was stuff that when we hatched the idea to, cause we were egotistical enough to start a podcast that people are in our friend group didn't listen to this kind of stuff. I mean, we'll say Logan's roadhouse probably not be the best example. Cause like three or four years ago, probably four or five years ago, I heard American Aquarium in there and I thought I was legit going crazy hearing things, but no, they actually play that kind of stuff there. <laughs> I've told, I think I've mentioned this. I've heard him on QDR, which is the country station out of Raleigh. Yeah. Like I've heard him obviously on like the promo for when he was did a concert there, but I've also just heard him playing something in the arch on a fairly decent sized market country radio station. It's not on the local station, but still just the fact that I heard that on a radio station out of Raleigh that plays radio country was a, uh, I couldn't believe it first time I heard it. And that's all we really, those of us that are fans of that kind of, and like we're with those fans that we like some mainstream stuff, but we also like that stuff in the independent uh, in independent adjacent realm. That's all we really ever wanted. Like those of us that are not super, super hardcore, everything in the mainstream sucks kind of people. And that we're not those folks. We just wanted Zach Bryan and Tyler Childers and all them to be played alongside, you know, Luke Bryan and Jason Aldean on the radio. And the fact that it isn't ha- happening at a high enough clip yet, but the fact that it's even happening is a change is a sea change. Yeah. 
So long way from a uh, holy <laughs> by Florida Georgia line. Yeah, so, <laughs> we've come so the far. Da- the only downside is, you know, I wouldn't mind getting some Zach Bryan tickets. Yeah, you might have missed the boat on that. <laughs> yeah, I me. Mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't care what you say. He's mainstream now, man. You don't get. You don't be mm-hmm. the fastest person to two billion plays. And still be niche. Well, the crazy thing is, in 2021, I bought tickets day of to see him <laughs> at the Ritz, which holds about 1,600 people. They were secondary market, but they were only about 80 bucks. 2022, I tried to get tickets to his show at Red Hat Amphitheater in Raleigh just a year later. 6,000 capacity, sold out immediately. And the cheapest on the secondary market were $400. Needless to say, I just watched some of the old grainy videos from my old iPhone and just called it a day because <laughs> uh, four hundred dollars is a little steep for my pocketbook going to uh, going to go see him at Red Hat. But hopefully, you know, I, one of these days I'll get to see him in concert again. He might be at uh, Coastal Credit Union now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the ways the he's been on, a, as the kids were saying during the crypto phase, it, he's on he's going to the moon. So it wouldn't be surprised before he's playing bigger amphitheaters. He sold out. He sold out Red Rocks in a blizzard. Yeah, and everybody showed up. Uh huh. And yeah. one thing that's cool about Zach Bryan that I don't think that we've ever even really talked about or dived into much, but he releases music at such a fast clip that one of the singles he's released recently has referenced Andy. It referenced singing in a, um uh, in the rain in Carolina. The Raleigh show, it rained. He referenced a couple of other things that happened that were memorable like that during shows. I think it was on uh, Best Day of My Life, that song. There's a verse in there about different shows that happened recently within the last year. He's writing songs uh, so prolifically and releasing them so quickly that we're almost seeing a guy take an inventory of his life and uh, looking back on it in real time. Because the fact that that throwaway line about the playing a show in the rain in Carolina it, it it wasn't even a full it wasn't even a year ago that that happened and now it's already in a song on Spotify. It's a new era in music and he's kind of leading the charge on that. It's crazy too that, that I like what you said. He basically just writes songs about his life. It's rare that you find someone that that his is his age that understands that much about their own life to even be able to write songs about it like that. Yep. He's an incredible talent and I. I don't understand when folks say that they don't think he has talent or they don't think he's any good. Cause there are a lot of folks that I've seen in the independent uh, fan base that they just, they make fun of the guy and they act like he he sucks. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know how you don't get it. Cause I don't know what it is, but Zach Bryan has it. And then some. Yeah. As they say, in, uh, ball don't lie. Uh, the numbers speak for themselves on, his streaming numbers on he's connected with, with an audience and he's done it without the corporate machine of Nashville backing him, which is impressive. So mm-hmm. fastest ever to 2 billion plays. Yep. That's incredible. In country, in country music. Yeah. But well, next that's our uh, top five favorite albums of 2022. Um, let us know on Twitter at cold cans country or in the Spotify description, there's a place to leave a comment and or a one minute up to one minute voicemail on what some of your favorite records are. We'd love to hear from you. 
Um, next week, we're going to be doing our top five favorite songs of the year. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And remember, it's still 20% off site-wide until December 15th on countryandcoldcans.com slash shop. Um, we have hats and T-shirts available. Uh, get it while the getting's good. Uh, so check that out. Be sure to give us five stars and great review. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher. This episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan. Sitting with Trucker Andy and Kyle. See you next time.